Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bad Dad Baseball. We've got a lot to talk about. It's an exciting weekend. I think there was a little bit of March Madness in the air. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Did you guys catch that Duke game tonight? Fagola, did you catch that? The girls Holy played? Holy yeah, fuck. Did. Was that a ball game or what, dude? They won. Sorry to cut you off, show dog, but I just got to get Fagola's take on this. What do you mean, my take? How did I your said boy Coach Gay handle that game? He handled it fine. He, he, he handled made, it like the, game. the best coach of all time would, didn't he? Listen to me. Uh, listen to me. The guy is a fucking stolen idiot. I still can't stand him. I've never said he's not a good coach. I just think he's an egotistical maniac. And I think he's an asshole. But yeah. as I said to Shory before you jumped on, I even said to him, I said, I'm watching that game. And there was at no point, and I know Michigan State took a five-point lead at one point. At no point did I think Duke's going to lose this game. They were so they're so visibly more talented. Michigan State was they're more athletic, and I feel like every single time they needed a bucket, they went to Brancaro, Brancaro, however you pronounce his name, and he just get buckets. That kid is a stud. Um, is a so yeah, no, they they um. No, hold on. Do you want to talk about Coach K? How about my heels? Dominate Marquette. They were bolt racing Baylor before Manic got thrown on a yeah. bullshit flagrant two call. My heels are looking good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, with Manic and um, uh, Baycott there, Baycott, he's he's nasty too. This they're tough, man. The as how long, about the two best? Hey, sorry, games sorry. Of the, Florida in the is Florida in the uh, Sweet Sixteen how about for the, the two NIT? Of, <laughs> about two of I don't actually know. They know they did play tonight, but just because I got a notification. But the two of the best games of the whole March Madness happened to be Duke and North Carolina, which is pretty cool. That's probably the two most storied yeah. franchise for for college basketball recently. I mean, UCLA is probably the most storied franchise, but the two that are probably the most well known right now with those fans have the probably the two best games of all March Madness. Yeah, that UNC yeah, game was was crazy when when uh, Manic got ejected, which I guess by rule he deserved it, but it didn't. See, I don't know. It's sometimes you gotta. We come from a little bit of old like, school, but yeah. if you watch college basketball this year, that's an injection. Yeah, it's an injection. He, he right. an elbow right in the, right in the teeth. Yeah, it, but it's just crazy how Baylor was able to respond to it. I mean, what a game. Yeah. That was incredible. They had no I, business being in it, and it was just like, I, you could feel like the whole crowd, the referees kind of like started jumping around a little bit more towards Baylor. <laughs> it just They just wrote it. It was like unbelievable to make that run. And then and, the first play in, regular, in oh, overtime, ahead, that first play in overtime when uh, I think of Davis. R.J. Davis. R.J. Davis hits at three and just settles the whole game, like just took control mm-hmm. of that whole overtime. Well, uh, in regulation, it was uh, they, they end up getting down by five with like, I don't know, 20 seconds to go or 30 seconds to go. And I'm like, oh, this game's over because I think he would see the ball, too. And so we had plans. So we were going out. So I'm just like, I shut the TV off and I left. And then I get a notification on my phone that the game's going to like overtime. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah. The, it's just incredible. a wild yeah, so, run. I know. I, I, I was telling, I was, uh, my, the wife and I had a night away from the kids last night. So we were down at, uh, uh, an inn in Cape Elizabeth and she's in the spa getting a facial and I'm sitting in the lounge watching the game on my phone because there's no TVs in there. And like, by the time she comes back, I'm like waffled because I'm stress drinking, pounding down beers and I'm like drinking mixed drinks, which I don't drink hard alcohol that often. So I get back and I was like, just, she's like, you're drunk. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stressed. What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm stressed drinking. I'm sorry. You know, I, I have zero stress right now. I've got right no, so, man. I've well, got you know no what? horse in this race. And Well, actually, I me... take that back. I got Houston winning it all, and I'm the only one in our entire bracket. So somehow I don't know one player, but I do love Houston. They look tough so today. I, I don't I don't have – I feel like there's no stress for me either. I'm playing with house money That's at this true. point. Carolina, no, that, nobody right. expected Carolina to go this deep. Yep. They, you know, they got a tough matchup against UCLA. They were one of the better teams in the Pac-12 this year. On, I think they're playing Friday, so we'll see what happens. I mean, if they, uh, you say that, I, but what I did think, you? You just said you got drunk with being stress. Because I was watching the game. But Your expectations really, aren't very high, but you could still be stressed. 
I oh, think there's a difference. Well, of course, but like I guess it's if if Duke would have lost it in Michigan State, KG would have been I don't want to say would have been crushed, but Duke is national title aspirations. Carolina doesn't. No way I we mean, haven't a show tomorrow. Yeah, zero chance I was recording a fucking episode with exactly. asshole for goal. I am telling night. you right now, you would have fucking ended your friendship with me if they would have lost. <laughs> we would have drove to your house, recorded an episode with tears oh, on like, the table. Oh. I will tell you right now, there would have been soggy sorrows for KG tonight after <laughs> listening to me. But Golden would have been having me. a big old glass of KG tears. I know. Oh, it, not even just KG's all two fans. Yeah, the thing the thing about Thermos year though is that there's not like that like we we thought maybe Gonzaga was maybe Arizona is I don't know that the team that could easily win it but I feel like it's so wide open this year like Gonzaga has shown that mm-hmm. they they can be beat Horrible. I mean yeah and like Duke had, Duke was on the ropes today by a team that was not nearly as good as they are but so I I think it's I think it's going to be an awesome finish to this tournament and who Michigan knows who's going to Michigan State was just yeah. throwing their best shots. Mm-hmm. That was everything they had and they they gave it a run for the money. But what a game! I I have to put well, probably all have to put our hands up here and admit when we are wrong. Uh, oh, Michigan I didn't seems want to like bring it up. We're I'll getting crucified I, I, through text. I know. But what'd you say? Hey, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. I still don't I mean, think they deserve you, to be in the tournament. I mean, they were 17 and 11. So, I mean, they've won since they've been in. So, you know, kudos to them. But at the end of the day, going into the tournament, they probably didn't really deserve to be there. Right. Although they were, they were like a preseason, like top 10 or at least a top 20 team, I believe. Right. It was 17 and, and 14. Were, is there a record? 17 and 14. Three games over 500 gets you into the tournament nowadays. So, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> Tennessee's obviously, I, I picked Tennessee to be the champion into the championship game. So, because they were like one of the hottest teams in the nation, so hats off to Michigan for beating them. But I still don't think they fucking deserved a spot in there. But I'm no, yeah, I'm no I, Lenardi, so. I was, I was thinking about this. Uh, I can't remember what day it was. It might have been Thursday or Friday when I was coming home from work, and it's like everybody, you know, everybody at work was talking about March Madness. Looking forward to watching the games to get home. What do you think is more popular? Is March Madness or the NFL? I mean, I understand why one of them's like a month-long situation, but do you think it's the NFL's more popular or March Madness? The NFL's definitely more popular, but like I feel like some pretty big moments happen in March Madness. But the I thing, have to go NFL. It, so like, here's the thing: like, if you're talking NFL, like the Super Bowl hits all crowds because, like, even like my mother-in-law, who doesn't even know a player other than Tom Brady, she'll watch the Super Bowl. You know, uh, but then she's the same person who will also like put a bracket into this thing. So I think like if you're talking specifically just Super Bowl, I think that probably touches more, but if you're talking just like an NFL regular season, I think March Madness does. I think it touches more people. But I was uh so so watching March Madness with my dad. I know I've talked about this, but Oh, speaking of your two, dad, how does bracket hit turn out? Bracket by Thursday night was gone. Two two final four teams. <laughs> um Nice. The guy watches more basketball than anything. And then not only that, he had to leave, right? So he leaves with two minutes to go in the Baylor game. Baylor, North Carolina. Oh, man. <laughs> so what a what a tough weekend. I mean, he's already out, like so excited for his bracket. How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I looking? Because he doesn't want to bring it up on his phone. I got to do it on my computer. Eh, out by Thursday night. Impressive. And then, and then I'm getting texts, right? I'm getting a bunch of texts from Scotty New, Craig Millage, like biggest Michigan fans we are. Neither one of you guys have picked Michigan to go very far. You guys mm-hmm. aren't Michigan national champs. What kind of fans are you? Seven. Like, don't be, don't seven be hitting me up like, oh, bad talking Michigan. You didn't pick him to win no national championship. No, no faith. No. So you have no faith. Oh, speak. How about the? Uh... I mean, my bracket was quite busted early on, and I actually loved it, though, because watching St. Peter's beat Dougie. John Calipari. Dougie, is it Edder? Is that his Dougie name? Edder, dude. Oh, my gosh. That guy's, like, stealing the tournament over, isn't he? Oh, yeah. The Peacocks, maybe. They said his, his hair and mustache. Twitter, man. He, has a, he has a Twitter account for his mustache. And he had to shut off the notifications <laughs> on his phone because it was blowing That's up That's awesome. So That's awesome. I feel well, like you just see memes cool. everywhere of this dude. I watch St. Peter's and I'm like, they just keep attacking the hoop. And I think that no one's used to that. Like everyone's so used to now everyone shooting threes and St. Peter's is like, nah, we're just coming to come right down your throat. And, uh, yeah, 
it's been a different kind of ba- basketball for them. It's awesome. Love to see it. Who who do they have next? You guys know? I don't even have it up. Uh, I got it right here. They are playing. Hold on a second. Who they just beat? Murray State. So they got Purdue next. So they got they Purdue. got the winner of. Purdue, oh, Texas. Per, oh, Purdue, Texas. Yeah, oh, Purdue, yeah, yeah, Purdue, yeah. Texas. Nine, yeah. Nine o'clock tonight. What's tonight? Right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking when I was looking at Texas, for some reason, I was thinking Texas Tech, and I was going to say they had the winner of the game going on right now, but I think that's Duke plays the winner of ND and uh, yeah, Duke in, plays uh, Texas Tech. Texas and, Tech. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was so? What's your favorite thing you've seen so far in March Madness? Just quick hit on it. Favorite thing you've seen yet. I'm, I'm going Duke. I think that Mark Williams is, I think Paolo Bencaro is the best player in Duke, but I think Mark Williams is by far their most important player. I think the way that dude just protects the rim and just like he can actually score the rock. I feel like you don't see big men too often have actually moves in the post, but I think that dude has improved so much from the start of the year until now that like, he's actually like a reason Duke can like win the championship. Mm-hmm. So I'm obviously going yeah. Duke. I, I, I don't got know. To. No, I got it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go Carolina and I'll mm-hmm. kind of piggyback off on your sentiment, G. Is I think Armando Baycott or RJ Davis is Carolina's easily their best player, but I think Brady Manick is by mm-hmm. far their most important. You can see what happened yesterday um, when he got when he got ejected. And the thing with him is that he just spreads the floor out. I mm-hmm. think you know he he's like whatever he is six ten or whatever, and the kid can absolutely uh, rip it from deep. So is I he a grad he transfer? Oklahoma. Yeah, he came from Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. he'll be he'll be gone after this year, but. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Carolina. They get, uh, you know, they get a tough matchup against UCLA and then the bottom half of that bracket. I mean, you're going to have whoever wins that game is going to play, you know, Texas, Purdue or, or St. Peter's. So, mm-hmm. um, looking forward to it. They might make that Cinderella run, but the most un-Cinderella team of all time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my favorite thing I, I, I don't, the basketball has been amazing, but the amount of, uh, food commercials I've seen. Um, are mouthwatering and it just like every time I have like commercials come up, I'm like, man, am I freaking hungry? Every time it looks like it's like these are the best looking wings, and it's like Buffalo Wild Wings. You don't have the that good of wings. I've been there. Wow, they look amazing, but come on. So, with that said, I want to get to our new thing. I'm gonna bring up. I live in the Portland area. Um, anyone who's listening, email baddadbaseball@gmail.com for a place. With wings that I haven't tried yet. Um, if you're the first one to email a place that I haven't tried within about 30 miles of Portland, I'm going to go pick some up and we're going to do a live show on Saturday. So yes, us, sir. us three guys are going to try them at a rate of fun. one through 10. And on top of that, we're going to Venmo you $25 for you to go get your own wings. Ooh, baby. $25 to the first person who emails baddadbaseball at gmail.com. A place with wings that I haven't tried yet. I've tried quite a bit. And what I'll do is if you if you do email at us and I have tried them, I'll I'll write back to you what I rated them. And uh, once once we have like the it. first one that doesn't, we'll tweet it out. You know, this, like this, this place promo, big, we'll try that. So hit us up on baddadbaseball at gmail.com. I like this little promo. Hey, you know, I mean, the way I look at it, it's a win win. Somebody gets 25 bucks and we get to eat chicken wings. Friggin' right. That's <laughs> true. And I'm picking them up for you boys. <laughs> So. That is true. Yeah, and, and piggybacking off that, so we're we're getting together this weekend. So we, whenever we record these, we're always like in our own homes doing it. But we're getting together on Saturday, and we're going to record Saturday after we've been drinking. Live. After we've been drinking for a little bit, I think. Ooh, you think after you, you got? Uh... You want to see if a goal rant? You haven't seen nothing. <laughs> maybe maybe we put something up on Twitter and we say an over under on the amount of fucks Pagola says uh, next Ooh. week. <laughs> and we'll see. If well, I'll tell you what. I, I I the last episode that came out on Thursday was pretty bad. <laughs> I was uh, the over under the over under would have been pretty high on that one. Ugh. So um, I think just me going on my Coach K rant really set the tone for me the rest of the episode. But, we've uh, uh we we've talked about Duke and UNC a lot, obviously, but like how wild is it that they've never faced each other in the history of the tournament? It's crazy. Yeah. And like I'm sure that when like the uh the committee puts the bracket together, they they probably take that in mind where they don't put them in the same region and whatnot. Yeah. Uh but it's oh, still yeah, like, like it's with like, the success the success that both of them have had mm-hmm. over the years that they both haven't made yeah. like the final four together or something. I know. 
I feel like it's been whenever they're, especially when, you know, Carolina is kind of a down year for them, but especially when they're both on top of the game, I feel like they're always on the opposite sides of the bracket or the mm-hmm. earlier still meets the final four. So I, yeah, I think the committee does it intentionally, but um, it would be a God. You want to talk about obnoxious. If they play and Carolina beats them in the final four, <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy, they, Ended his last home game at Cameron. If they oh beat him, God. knock him out of the tournament. It's wild. I think he may just like. I think if he gets his, I think if he gets his next win, it's his hundredth, hundredth yep. tournament yep. win, right? Yeah, the tournament. That's pretty crazy. And I think he just hit twelve hundred career wins today. I think it was, or I don't know if it's twelve hundred at Duke or twelve hundred career, but yeah. Yeah, I, it's all like I like I said earlier. I never said he wasn't a good coach. I just think yeah. he's a douchebag. Yeah. I, I saw that? something with uh with Shire because Shire's taking over from next year. They said that if Shire wanted to have the same like tenure, like length tenure as Coach K, he has to be there until like twenty sixty five or something stupid like that. <laughs> it's so Ooh. wild to yeah. think. You know, I like I, this is so ridiculous, and you guys can say I'm dumb, but I kept telling myself like after the whole after Carolina beat him at Cameron, I'm like, no one that son of a bitch, he's gonna like come back for one game next year where they play like freaking New Hampshire at home just to win his last home game and then retire <laughs> again because you can't go out losing you fucking dude. Oh my god! It, I wouldn't put it past him. Like Shire's would be the hot take of the day, right there. Shire's like Shire's like <laughs> sick, and Coach K just comes back one game for like a non-conference. Flaherty, Flaherty getting dropped, dude, in a keeper league, or for Coach K coming back. Coach K coming back, so hot take. Flaherty's going. shoulder fell off. It, yeah, it it might it might uh, fall off. Boy. All right, so we we'll talk some March Madness. It's awesome. I can't like next episode. I know we're gonna talk more, so we'll save some. But there's been some. Uh, Key transactions in the MLB, MLB as well. So let's, yep. uh, I'll hit Big on a few of them. Big one the Sox, man. Big one yeah, for the Sox. The Sox actually got involved. Travis Story going to play second base. That's that's at least something. We're seeing something. Fagola will be happy about that. Uh, Carlos yeah. Correa to the Twins. Monster uh, three-year deal. Didn't see um, it coming. Jorge nope. Sol- Solar to the Miami Marlins. Uh, Nick Castellanos to the Phillies, which I think is a monster one. Yep, Luke Voigt goes from the Yankees to the Padres, just going to DH in a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. Braves get Kenley Jensen. Um, I think that's about it for the for the biggest ones. So, what you guys? I think? saw I saw a thing about Voigt the other day, and I don't even know if it was true or if it was just like someone just I don't know trying to lie about shit online. But they were talking about like Voigt was uh, like almost hazing some of the new guys or whatnot this year and like Rizzo had to like step in because he was like going over the line I don't know if that was the final straw with uh with him and the Yanks I mean I I know he didn't really have a a spot anymore but uh, I don't know if that was the final straw or not but he's a bully you're saying (laughs) if if you're gonna take him you're adding a bully to your team yeah that's right (laughs) we gotta run with that so what does that mean is um is uh Hosmer is he a free agent on Padres no so he's still with Padres and he's gonna still I guess they have a DH, but quite I, a bit. Yeah. yeah. I thought there was like some rumors they were trying to move his contract, but I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody's gonna really take it. Yeah. Unless they attach some prospects to it to just you know make it worth somebody's right, while. But so you guys are the Sox fans. What do you guys think of the story? I originally um, didn't think it was the smartest move, but we're in a big group text, and then some people kind of you know walked me back a little bit, where his numbers in Fenway would look pretty. Mm-hmm. awesome so i mean i think if you can have that kind of hitter as your second baseman um because think about this like trade deadline if they have a good team they need to add somebody you have a better probability of adding like a good outfielder midseason which yeah. i like because they definitely need a right fielder they have nothing so yeah and the only thing is I I like the AAV on it. I think they're only paying him like twenty two million a year, which in baseball that's it's not that bad. And you look at what they're paying him for six years, and the Twins just made Carlos Correa the highest paid infielder ever. So that was who fucking knows. But um, I I don't necessarily love the term. I don't like the six years on it. Um, I guess there is no trade protection. So you know, if in three years, if Mayor and York are one of them are, are are ready to come up and they could probably trade story if needed. And, you know, he's only, he'll still only be like 31. So um, I think it deepens their lineup. I think it strength, strengthens the middle of the field. Um, not that Bogarts is a great shortstop, but 
Uh, and then, you know, they're pretty solid up the middle with, with the two of the Bogarts and, and Story, and then whether it's Kiki or, JB, uh, or Jackie Bradley in center. So, um, no, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I don't have to go off on a tangent on how I hate the Sox ownership and they don't want to spend any money and all that other bullshit. But. No, my insiders are telling me that he could have had more money in Colorado, um, but he chose to win. So he went to Boston, which I love. So that means you, you yep. got a guy who's like, you know, I'm not here for the bullshit. I'm not Makes here sense. for the numbers. I'm here to do what's right for our team. So like, sounds like he'll do anything. So sometimes like when a guy's slumping, right, you, you, it's hard to take a guy in the middle of the order and move him back to like the six, seven spots. But it sounds like he's such a, he's going to be a team player where if yeah. things are great, he's going to be there, but he might do what's best for the team too. So I, uh, I, I hate, I hate his like home away splits, like with Coors. Mm-hmm. I think they're just pathetic, but I think that the Sox field itself is like such a, it's such a different park. I mean, we all know this. And so like with his swing, yeah, it's, he still might be like a pretty huge part of that lineup even though his away splits from Coors were pathetic yeah i, I feel I like was it last year doesn't he not like stealing his ton of bases as he always right. was that's that's what made story like uh he was like at one point like probably a top 10 fantasy player because like he was hitting 37 homers and also stealing like 37 bases but i don't think he was stealing bases as much last year i don't know why core is usually aggressive on the base path yeah. so yeah. And, and I was going to say, too, kind of going off of like the home and away splits. And I think we'll, we'll end up talking about those a little bit with a guy on this um, on our composite third base ranks, too. But I kind of always think with the guys from the Dodge um, coming from Colorado is their numbers are never really as good as what they are at home. And they're never really as bad as what they are on the road. I think it's somewhere in between. And I think you kind of saw that with Arenado this past year when he went to St. Louis. Um, obviously is, is on base and slugging were down, but he still hit 30 and still drove in over a hundred. So, um, I think it's similar to story. I think I, I can see story just beating the shit out of that wall too. Just yeah. pounding balls off. Uh-huh. And, you know, I think there were some balls that he hit last year. If you look at his, on his baseball savant page with the overlay on Fenway. And I think there's some balls he hit last year that were outs in Colorado that are either going to be homers or doubles at Fenway. So I, I still, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, you know, and I think he's gonna be hitting in a better lineup too than they had in Colorado. So no doubt, hundred percent better lineup. He did steal. He so he did steal twenty bases last year, which is did he? Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty pretty yep. freaking good. And the year before that, he had fifteen and only two hundred thirty at bats because of the short COVID year. And so he was on pace for thirty. So I was just thinking about like just with the Sox, like the with the left field, like I feel like if Altuve was on the Sox, I feel like he would push forty homers in a season. With his swing, because yeah. he just, yeah. I feel like he just gets under the balls and he, he doesn't like hit him, you know, 500 feet, but he gets a, enough to get him out. I feel like that dude would push 40 home runs now. We'll you, never know, though. Are you calling him mean names? Like short swings, hits balls up because he's so, so underneath him? Are you trying to, are you being Luke Voigt? Are you, are you height shaming? Let's get L2V on here, dude. Let's, let's, let's invite him on to the podcast. Speaking of that, I think that's what we're we're going to try to do new things. So we're, we are going to try to bring on, who knows, we're going to just try to reach out there and grab some prospects that we've talked about or something, hit them up with some DMs, maybe add, I don't know. We're trying, we're going to try to bring in people some, some interviews, try some new yeah. things. So. Do you think one of the funny, like like baseball, like just pictures, but the funniest pictures is when Judge was standing next to L2V when he's on base. <laughs> yeah, he's so freaking height, dude. You want to see you want to see one too, and I'll send it to you guys here when when I find it. Um, you got to see one of it's a hockey one with Zidane Char and I think it's Nathan Gerby. Char is like oh, whatever yeah, the hell he is, six Gerby. nine, six ten on skates, and Gerby's like legit five foot five. It's got to see it. It's it's so funny. I'll send it to you guys here in a sec. I've seen that. Yeah. So what do you get? You guys want to uh, jump into these uh, composites or? Let's do it. Third base. All right, third base, familiar name. We touched touched on him on the uh, first base rankings, and he just signed with the Rockies, so there ought to be some. Uh, his value is probably going to shoot up a little bit, and that is Chris Bryant. What do you guys got on him? I just, I literally, after the signing happened, I changed my rankings to include this guy in third base. I I didn't have him in before, but I put him in now just because. Like he had a decent year last year. It wasn't like the greatest year of all time. We've seen he can do it. We've already talked about this guy, but I think just being in cores is, is massive, even if the lineup around him is not the greatest. But I think just being in that park is huge. Yeah, we talked about him um, on first base. Chris Bryant's home runs should probably go up. I, but that Colorado team is really, really bad around him. 
I don't know how many runs he's going to score. I don't know how many RBIs he's going to have. Like, no one's getting on base. When he was in San Francisco, it seemed like everyone, they were just, every button they touched was perfect. So, and he didn't have the most godly numbers there either. So, I knew, I do think his home runs will jump up, but I, I think that's about it. I don't know if he's going to have protection. I don't know if his slugging will go up. I don't know if his on base will go up. I don't think runs, RBIs. So, I left him out the same. Yeah, I did. I didn't add him on um, even after he signed with Colorado. I, I kind of like the rest of the guys ahead of him moving forward. Um, if I were to if I were to put him in there, I guess I looked at it as like, well, if I'm going to add him to the list, who am I going to replace him? Who's who am I going to take out? And I just there was nobody I, I really thought that warranted that, so I kind of left him off. Although I do feel like his numbers are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, number nine. Kind of, t- I touched base on him a, a brief second ago, but that's Nolan Arenado, thirty-year-old uh, third baseman from the Cardinals. Um, similar to kind of what we piggyback off what we said about Story. You know, he's kind of one of those guys where you saw quite a bit of his numbers drop um, when he left Colorado and went to St. Louis. Uh, the thing that I still like about Arenado, and I, and I understand there's a lot of people who don't like him anymore. Um, I'm not I'm not liking, but you know he's still only um, his ISO was still 239, which is not you know league. Uh, I think elite was what like 250. 250. So he's, right yeah. around, he's right around there. He still only strikes out less than 15 percent of the time. And even like I said, even with some of his numbers down, he still played 157 games last year, 34 homers, 105 RBIs, and maybe one run scored. So. Mm. You know, I think his days of hitting 45 and driving in 130 with a 400 OBP are well past him. But um, if you if you can get a you know a 34 and 105 or 100 over 100 RBIs out of him, uh, I'm still going to take that. So I, I think if you're looking to get the Arenado from you know three four years ago when he would hit you 40 dingers and 120 RBIs, like you're you're looking for the wrong guy here because. He's still going to be, a, I think, a really good fancy player for a couple of years here. Because, like last year, like you said, a 30 homers and 100 RBIs, you're going to take that every single year, no matter what. But I think if you're expecting the old Arenado, then you're you're shooting way too high, fam. Yep. I mean, you can lock in 100, 100 I think you can lock in 100 RBIs and 30 home runs. But um, obviously, the on base, um, the average, the slugging has all dropped from Colorado. Um, I. I I would think that that actually bumps up a little bit this year um, because I think that there's probably a lot of pressure on him, like thinking, man, do my, am, am, was I only good because I was in Colorado? So now that that's kind of out there that he's still a good player, I wonder if that bounces up a little bit. I don't think he's going to be the same player he was in Colorado, but I still think at his age, he's still one of the best third basemen there is, like all around third basemen for sure. Yeah. All right. Checking in at number eight. Um, I'm not exactly sure this guy will have third base eligibility after this year, but it is 21 year old from Tampa, Wanda Franco. I I had Wanda higher than both of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his numbers really don't line up to be a uh, power mash in um, any shortstop third baseman, or he doesn't even steal that many bases. But the fact that he's only 20 years old last year, 21 this year, is I just feel like he's going to build into that, and I just feel like he's going to be that guy who comes out of nowhere hitting 30 home I mean, it's not out of nowhere. He's the number one prospect in all of baseball, but I think he finally puts it together, being a switch hitter. Um, I think he hits about, I got a feeling, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. Uh, probably a hundred runs in that lineup, and and probably another fifteen stolen bases. I just I when like this year or in his prime. Yeah, I think this like I think this year. Like I just think that Tampa Bay puts him in such a good spot. He's gonna probably bat that three spot in Tampa Bay this year. I I have I have way higher hopes I think than anyone. But if I had to project a player that I really 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 want, it's Wander Franco. I just think that he's gonna make that jump to superstar this year. Yeah, the thing about Wander to me, the thing about Wander to me is I feel like the hype on him has him going like first, second rounds of things, and I, and I just he might get there, but I feel like it's going to take him a long time to get to that range. Like his hit tool is out of this world. It's like one of the best we've ever seen on this guy. But but like you said, like the 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 lack of homers and lack of stolen bases right now just means he's a run in an average kind of guy. That's all he is to me. Um, 
and I know I've said this before in the past, I would rather have a guy that has a great hit tool that's young, that the power can come along. But to me, I feel like that power is still like a few years away. Like I, yeah. I think his best year, he's, I mean, he's young, obviously, so he doesn't have a lot of pro experience, but his best year he's ever had is 14 home runs, which was this past year split between minors and majors. So seven and minors, seven and majors. So I, I just don't, if this guy can get up to the 25 homer mark, and maybe even get you 10 stolen bases, which I, I don't know if he can say that many. Uh, then he starts creeping up the list to me. But until he does, he that's why I ranked I ranked him ninth on this list right now because I just I don't know how long it's going to take him to get there. Yeah, so I had Franco 10, and I think – and I don't know why. Part of that, I think, is because I, I'm not exactly sure he's going to be third base eligible after this year. So I kind of factored that in when I, I kind of really shouldn't have. But I also – I kind of like going on with your saying, Kev, is I just think that the power is going to be there for him, but I don't think it's going to be right off. I think it may take a few years before he really gets into that, you know, when he's hitting 25, maybe 30 homers a year. Um, I think he'll get there, but I just don't, it, if it's only, if it's two or three years away, then, you know, I think that's what slide him down a little bit. I mean, obviously the hit tools elite, like he's a machine, um, but I just, you know, want to see that power really show up more. Um, before I have them, have them any higher. Yeah. And so just, just to look back on our top prospects, right. I'm looking at my top 10 he would be the third youngest on our top 10 and he's already in MLB and like already hitting well and getting on base. Well, just, just not bringing the power to it yet. So I just <laughs> think that's going to come. It, it would be interesting. I think he's probably one of like the most exciting players to watch. And it's like, we've said it before, but it's swag. When you were up there, it's like he swag he, alert. He thinks, yeah, he like when he when I'm up there, I'm like, nah, this guy's going yard. Yeah, so I, and, I, and I think we can all agree. I think we're all saying that we believe that his power is going to show yeah, up. Sure. I just think, Kevin, I think it's going to come in a couple no of years from now. Yeah, I think it's going to be this year. And and I and the, I think the biggest thing for me, maybe maybe I shouldn't have ranked him this way, but I think people are taking him too high. I that's what I think. Yeah, I just think they, he's going way too early in drafts right now, and they they maybe are expecting what you think, Shuri, where he's going to hit thirty dingers this year, and I just don't. I don't know. I don't see it happening for a few years. So with that being said. Um, obviously if it's a, if it's a dynasty or a keeper league and it's the original draft, I'm on board with taking Franco in the first couple rounds. Cause I think he's going to do that. Now, if it's a redraft where, you know, just playing for this year, I don't, I don't necessarily think he's going to be a, a top, you know, mm-hmm. I, maybe in the third round, but I don't think I'd take him in the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's, if it's a dynasty league, then of course, I think one, he's, he's definitely year. first second round. You take Chris Bryan or Wander Franco one year. I I gotta think that it depends on what you're looking for. I think that Wander's gonna have a way better on base for him and maybe a better slugging because his on base is so damn good. But I think if you're looking for like counting stats, like the homers and RBIs, you gotta take Bryan. Oh, yeah. that's a close one. I don't know. It's just that's it's completely just, how your team's yeah. built. You know what I mean? And Not, like the yeah. thing about like like what Fagola just said, like you're gonna be able to get Bryant a lot later, I think, than you would get Wander. So yeah. if you wanna if you wanna sacrifice a higher pick and you want those runs and those and that high average, go for Wander. But I think if you want the counting stats, go Bryant. Yeah. I think this I'm just looking at this now. But when we did first baseman, what I did is I just copied and, and brought over my stats from third base. So now I'm looking at it, right? Chris Bryant Average draft position was 98. Is all the way up to 67 now. Because of Colorado. It's crazy. Yeah. 69. Sorry. Up to oh, shout out 69. Hey, all the way up to 69 <laughs> now. That's so crazy. what a jump for him. So obviously people are thinking that he's gonna have it's, better. It's real, man. It's a it's a real thing. You know, like it's yeah. Yeah. Coors Coors makes people into elite players. Interesting. All right, never number seven. I'm just gonna mention his name because he I feel he's on every fucking list we do because he's so versatile, and that's Max Muncy. Have we talked about um, him already? Oh my god. <laughs> Love you, Max. Yeah. Uh, Love you, Max. Number number six, we have Alex Bregman, 27 year old from the Houston Astros. I mean, so like it, it's injuries with this guy, obviously. Like he's had he's been injured. He's only 27 years old. Like, so, like, did this dude really peak at 25 years old? Like, his 25-year-old season was a monster season, oh, like, a, over one OPS, like, 40 homers. Like, they always say the 27-year-old well, season also is... They were cheating. They were cheating. <laughs> they were also cheating. So. <laughs> he kind of knew the pitches, so... <laughs> That's a good point. So, he probably did peak, you're right. 
But I mean, this dude, his K rate's incredible. His on base skills are incredible. Uh, I think if he can stay on the field, then his like homers creep up. Like you said, I don't think because of the cheating, I don't think he'll ever get to 40 homers again. But I think his on base skills are so good that if he can get back up to like around 30 homers, this guy's still like an elite player to have. Yeah, and he and he's gonna be playing in a very good lineup because they've got some young players. They still have uh, Altuve. You have Tucker, Jordan, Yuri uh, Gurriel. So the lineup's still good. But when you're talking about um, Bregman's on-base percentage and all that type of stuff, in 2018 and 2019, he had a higher walker, uh, higher walk percentage and K percentage. Who were you just talking the other day about that? I was going to do that. Was it Vladdy? Freeman. Oh, Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. And then, but and then you look at you know you look at his baseball. So he just doesn't swing and miss either. He's he's in the 95th percentile for K rate, 97 in night uh, for whiff and chase rate. Um, yeah. So if if Bregman stays on the field, uh, he's gonna produce and he's gonna put up massive numbers. So. Yep. I, I mean, I just everything you guys said, I totally agree with. Uh, Bregman's not a guy that I'm like reaching to get to, but if he's there and and, and he's available, like in I mean, I'd much rather have him than Chris Bryant or Nolan Arenado. So if he's there, um, yeah. and those guys are, you know, it's that's who you're picking between. Uh, Bregman for sure for me, because like Kev said, I think if if he is healthy, we don't we might get that superstar again. So he's another one of those guys to, to me. He seems like he should be older than 27, just maybe because he had that 40 homer season at 25, uh, and he's been around for so long now. Uh, but he's still like young. I mean, he should be coming into his hitting right. prime right now. So yeah. Hopefully he plays he with healthy. a massive chip on his shoulder too. Like he's yeah. wears number two because he was number two pick in the draft just to remind himself. But it's like, so now that people are saying like, are you even that good? You only were good when you were cheating. I would think that he's going to have that chip on his shoulder and it'd probably bounce back. Yeah. Now at number five, we'll go quickly. And then just as a, a you know, preface this before we say his name. Um, and this may not be the case in your league, but in our league, uh, special Torkelson is eligible at third base right now so we we factored him into the ranking so uh we touched on touched on him on the first base rankings as well as the minors so we'll probably unless sure he wants to no no no. he's gonna lose he's gonna lose third base it sounds like he's playing first base exclusively so this is probably your only year to get him in third base do they so what do they do are they gonna dh miggy yeah uh, from everything i've read is he hasn't even touched third base in, in spring training so do they run that jmar candelario whatever his name is at third yeah. so they do yeah, yeah. He's so. like a younger guy. It's like he's in. All right. Number four, my arch nemesis. I hate this guy, but I'll never deny how good he is. That is 29 year old from the San Diego Padres, Manny Machado. I wrote, this is my note. I wrote for this guy. Maybe hate this guy more than anyone in the majors. That's what I wrote. Cause <laughs> Like the shit that the antics this guy has pulled in the game, like when he he's like run into players, he's tried to do like the nasty slides at second base, like breaking stuff up, like spikes up. He he just seems like a real big dickhead. But fantasy wise, statistic wise, like I don't know what can you say, but dude, he's the track record is there. He's putting up a hundred RBIs. He's threatening thirty homers every single season. He has great on base slugging. I don't know. He got twelve stolen bases last year, so. Sign me up for him. I would. I probably would never take him on my team because I. I fucking hate the guy, but <laughs> he's nasty with stats. And hey, that's yeah. what you want in fantasy. That, yeah, and I'll say that's one thing people will probably realize when they're listening to this is, I will, and I'm think Kevin. I may be sure is the same way. I will definitely make a decision that is probably bad for my fantasy team, um, just because I don't like the fucking guy. Like I won't. I could. Somebody could offer me Machado for like a freaking seventh round pick, and I probably wouldn't take it because I just can't stand the fucking guy. Now I, that might be a stretch, but um, but you know he produces him. He's gonna be right around thirty homers a year. The thing that I found weird about him is, as good as he's been, he's only had two years over a hundred RBIs. Now he's he's been mm-hmm. right under it a few times, but he's just gonna produce, and he's gonna hit right in the middle of that Padres lineup. And you know they're gonna be they they're probably gonna be leaning heavy on him. Um to start the year because that dickhead Fernando Tatis went and broke his freaking wrist on a goddamn dirt bike. Fucking but, four uh, months ago too. Yeah. I, you know what pissed me off about that whole thing is when somebody asked him, they're like, Oh, so when did you, um, when did you crash your bike? He goes, which time? Which t- 
<laughs> which time fucking guy. I've never wanted to trade the guy more, but I know if as soon as I do, I'd regret it. But yeah, that's we can talk about him next episode when we get into shortstops. But yeah, Machado, sure. You got anything? Yeah, Machado. Uh, I mean, I've had him on my team, so I kind of have like, I mean, I like him a little bit more than you guys as a human, um, just because he's done some nice things for my fantasy team, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. But uh, yeah, I, I I think that the under 100 RBIs is probably because he played on some really, really fucking bad Baltimore teams. Yeah. Um, but now he's in the Padres. Uh, I think that he'll probably lock him in for 100 RBIs, probably close to 30. Um, he, he seems to be getting better as he gets older, I feel like, um, with the power. So I, I like Manny Machado a lot. Uh, and another thing is, I wonder if he's going to get that shortstop eligible. I think that makes him more valuable. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Abrams comes up. Yep, if if just... they start Abrams in the year and maybe play him there. But at number three, uh, we touched on him on the first base rankings. 23-year-old from 24-year-old from the Atlanta Braves, Austin Riley. Anything else you guys want to add to him that we uh, didn't mention there the other I, night? I think the only thing we could talk about, maybe Sherry can jump in on this one because I think he owns both of these guys. But, like, did we talk about this already since he had Olsen? Nope. Nope. I can't remember. Yeah, we touched on the Olsen deal. We touched on the Olsen deal, but I, oh, I think that. But not about Riley's, not about right. Riley's value. What do you think right. about Riley's value? Oh, Does no, it, no. like, change anything? I said if you lost um, Freeman, he would lose value. But I think that having Olsen, I don't think that he's quite Freeman, but I don't think that he's enough to drop him anywhere, uh, to be honest with you. So I, yeah. I, I'm still sticking right with Austin Riley where he is. I think that until he proves me wrong that his number's going to fall off, I, I have I mean, I have, I have have Riley probably higher than anyone. So The the thing I think about maybe this whole Olsen, because I think Freeman was like, he hit in the two-hole, uh, maybe the three-hole. But I think that Olsen is not a two- or three-hole hitter. I think he's more of a cleanup hitter. So mm-hmm. – Maybe this bumps Riley up to three in the lineup, and then Olsen is their cleanup now. That's the only thing I could think of at this. So yeah. maybe Riley can, you know, get more runs because he's got he's got Olsen behind him. It that's just my a- take. I don't I don't know the structure of their lineup, but that's my guess is how they're gonna structure. I think it. that Riley did bat a lot in the five spot last year. So if he bumps to three, I don't. I mean, I don't. He'd get more at bats, but I don't know. Did Solaire bat in the him. four spot? Um. Last year, well, when Freeman, no, I'm telling you, I, I, I wish I would have looked it up. I'm pretty too, I'm sure there was to. quite a few games. Albie's, Albie's hitting the cleanup spot or three, four. Well, it's gonna be different because Acuna's that, back now. Because Acuna, it might go Acuna, Albie's. That's obviously one, two, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good lineup to be in. So I'm like, we can get, but yeah, I'm not gonna hold it against him that Freeman's gone and, and Olsen's in. I, I think that Olsen. Yep. He's just just a really good player to fit in there and plug in there. That lineup is loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, I absolutely love this kid. Um, 25-year-old from the Sox, Rafi Devers. I, the, he kind of does it all. He's had some ups and downs, I would say. You kind of almost mm-hmm. like you ride the wave with him. I mean, you look at, you know, you go back to like 2018 – he was, you know, his batting average was 240 and an OBP under three. And then he jumps back up the next year, 32 homers, 115 RBIs, 130 runs. Batting average over 300, OBP over 360. Kind of dipped down in the in the COVID-shortened year. But, again, we've said this before. A lot of people had strange years then, and I don't really take anything. 57 games is too small of a sample size for me to judge anybody on. And then last year, bounced back, uh, you know, 38 homers, 101 runs, 113 RBIs. 352 OBP. I I can't say enough about this kid. I absolutely freaking love him. I love the fact that he's gonna be hitting in the Sox lineup. I'm hoping for the next like t- decade if they sign him. Um, but and the the only knock you can say on him, he does he does. There's a lot of swing and miss. He he chases pitches. He swings and misses a lot. Um, but he is every single time he's up to the plate. I just I love watching him hit. So, um, love myself some Devers and. My favorite Red Sox player as well. I just think that he's so yeah. – when you can watch a guy that just enjoys baseball and, like, he's just, like, having a ton of fun, you can tell. Like, he's, like, swings and he's talking to himself. And when he does something good, he's, like, excited for himself. He's excited for his teammates. And when he sucks, he's, like, yelling at himself, hitting himself in the head, you know. He's just fun to watch. And then when I watch him, like, do bat and practice and they do, like, the interviews and stuff, he he just really – 
was so positive and that's what he that's what they kept asking him like you know how do you stay positive and he's like that's all it is like I, I'm, I'm doing something that i love like we're podcasting and i, and I love it and we're going to talk about sports but could you imagine playing the sport and like that's how he feels right. he's just so happy to be doing it and then along like along that he's obviously a great freaking baseball player um the only thing i had to say was he i think he hurt his wrist at the end of last year especially through the playoffs and like he had some his numbers really dipped in august so if his numbers didn't dip in august he would have had a even monster year so i i just feel like devers is one of the best hitters young hitters in the mlb there's so much i think there's a lot of depth going on right now at third base i think third base is in a really good spot but i don't even think it's a question on who the top two guys at third base are i think like the 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 level that one and two are at are so much higher than anything below them i just think it's a huge tier difference there yeah and i don't think it's any question who's at first but devers has like the exact same stats as the guy in first he had 10 less runs but he had 10 more rbis only two more homers on base percentage was only 0.003 away and slugging was exactly the same as the guy in first the only difference is 22 stolen bases and that's what sets him apart from the guy in first but i mean 100 runs 100 rbis and almost 40 dingers he's a monster man he is a monster and just from a pure hitting standpoint you look at his spray chart he hits the ball all over the field Mm -hmm. he's not just like a dead pole he's like like an act he's a very good hitter so i I love him i yeah and i i was i was tempted to put him one but i i just because he's four years younger but I wasn't going to do that. I, I wanted to do it just to, yet. to just cause some controversy, yeah. but no, I can't do it. The, the guy that's in first place is he's a top yeah. five player in baseball. So. And it's uh, before like Devers breakout season was like 2019, I think his 22 year old season. I think before that season, it's funny that like the guy's no longer in our fancy league. He just quit on us. But uh, going back and looking at some of the trades he offered people for Devers before the breakout, it's like funny. You know, because you, you don't, oh. you don't, you didn't put Devers in that, no, that elite echelon at that point. So, and, uh, so I'll tell you, I had some bad ones where I declined it and I'm like, oh my fuck, if I would have just I, well, accepted that. You, you guys want to hear one here? So this was probably, might have been two or three years ago. I can't remember exactly when the, the old manager offered me, he wanted Jose Altuve and, who was the guy, the closer for the Mets? Edwin, um, Diaz. Edwin, Edwin, Edwin Diaz. He wanted those two guys. I rejected it. And he had offered me, like I said, this was, I don't know why I did. I think I got greedy. He offered me Devers and Franco. I got a deal right now. I'm looking at same one. Just, I mean, you just look back and you're like, what the fuck? Who was the and guy you want you given? Edwin and who? Altuve. Altuve. Yeah. I got a deal with J. Rim and Jose and Raziel Iglesias for Devers and Wander. Yeah. Yep. I actually had um, Devers coming up through the minors, and I had him. He came out. He had a breakout year, I believe, his first year. I'm looking at it. Yeah, right you now. Yeah, his first year was pretty good. He had some home runs, only 222 at bats. He had 10 home runs, 30, 30. But um, he struggled the second year, and I had him at the beginning of the year, and I threw him in on a trade to get somebody. I'll tell been, you right now. I've been regretting that ever since. So, Wait. No, that's not the same deal. Oh, yeah. I think it was that, an Austin Riley trade. Nope. Joey Gallo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I was going to have that bad of a night, you know? Uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah, like you offered me Devers for Starling Marte for Aaron Nola, and I said, no way. <laughs> what a fucking moron I am. Speaking uh, of Aaron Nola, how about that, how about that tank Vladdy hit off him yesterday? Hey, Noel oh, up his old tricks, man. O two and just serving up fucking dingers. What an yeah. asshole he is. Right. Doesn't it sound different? Going? Doesn't it sound different when the ball comes off Vladdy's bat though? Oh like, my god, like, it's a like, I can't imagine being at the at the ballpark and hearing it because like on TV you hear it. And it's incredible. Yeah, it's a missile. All right, uh, go ahead, Gola. It's incredible. Stop talking about. Just Vlad. think, and, and just the dude. Just think, G. If you. All right. We had a three three team deal going, and you you backed out at the last minute. I would. would have I wasn't him. getting him. I'm just saying. I, I'm saying I would have traded him. I'm not saying you would have gotten gotten him. Oh yeah. That I would have gotten joke for this me, dude. N- next guy. Uh, not much else to say about him. He's a top five player in baseball. Twenty nine year old from the Cleveland Guardians. 
dumb name. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, we could say a lot about Jose Ramirez. 36 home runs, 103 RBI, um, 111 runs, 355 on base, 266 batting average, stole 27 home runs. I mean, 27 bases. That's insane for him. He's not that, like, he's not that small and skinny of a dude. He's pretty thick. But, I mean, what a stud. Um, and he plays on an yeah, absolute mean, shit. I was going to say, you say all, all those stats. Can you even name more than three guys in their batting order? No. It's fucking trash, and he still fucking dominates. If he goes to a contender with a good lineup like to, like Toronto, mm-hmm. oh, my God. It's going to go to 120 runs. It's going to be at least 120 RBIs and probably 40, 40 dingers. I mean, he, he'd be the vet number one hitter you'd want. So, Jose Ramirez yeah, is great. Yeah, the guy is just – he's a machine. <laughs> What whatever I mean, happened? Not much else to say about it. What that 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 I think it was that beginning of the 2019 season. He just started off pathetic, and everyone oh my was like, God. "What happened to J Ram?" He they actually ever, ended the 18 awful. I think it was. And yes, it was. Started 2019 yeah. awful, and then after the All Star break, he got over like a one OPS for like the final like two or three months. And it was like, yeah. did, was he? He must have been injured. He had to have been. So wait, you guys are saying he ended 2018 awful? I think so. Which he is had, absurd. If he ended it badly, because he still had 39 homers, yeah. 110 runs, 105 RBIs, and 34 yeah. bags. I'm pretty he sure it was. He ended that year awful. Jesus Christ. Because, I mean, in 2019, he only had an 806 OPS, which is just so out of the norm for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was saying, like, I mean, same, like, he has the same exact stats as Devers, except that he steals 25 more bases than Devers does, and that is just a massive... Like I don't chase stolen bases, but when you can give me a guy that's gonna gonna get you forty homers and maybe thirty stolen bases, like he's threatening to be the best player in baseball for fantasy wise, and he's only twenty nine. If this guy gets some batters around him, then it's very scary. He's another guy when you like watch him get up the bat, you're like, he's gonna hit a home run. He's just got that look on him, like that that feeling about it, like oh he's gonna eat this ball. He throws in one of the yeah. biggest lippers I think oh, in the entire majors. Yeah, he throws in some hammers, that's for sure. You can't but, talk about he, you can't talk about J Ram without talking about Alipa, dude. <laughs> it's like Carlos Guillen back in the day. <laughs> but actually, did they ban that? Do, did they ban that from people that's doing that? I don't. I think they still do it, don't they? I don't know. I can't. Yeah, they still her. end up doing it, but yeah, yeah. They, they some parks did ban it. I know. I know Fenway is one of them, but. Yeah, they they but you watch the games and they because they, they weren't there was a city ordinance or something I think at Fenway, so they yeah. weren't and like every time they did it they're gonna get fined and I can't remember what ever come of it because you see guys they're still doing it all the time. Right, I mean Devers has a monster in every time as well. That's yeah. true. You know, going back to Devers, you know one thing I remember it's like a couple of years ago, I think wasn't there like a story about how every time like he would draw a walk, like Cora would uh, buy him ice cream or something. <laughs> Because <laughs> they were trying I to like, get his know. play discipline up, and it's like because his he used to love ice cream or something like. I, like I, I remember kid. hearing a story about it. Yeah, he is too. He's got a book of baby face. Yep, I had no way he could grow a beard. So there's some no, uh, there's some good names on here that we didn't list. Uh, I'll go through a few of them. Uh, maybe you guys can tell me one that you really like. Alberto Mondesi yep. uh, probably should lead the MLB in stolen bases this year. Um, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but you know the story mm-hmm. with him. That's um, Anthony Rendon was probably a top 20 hitter going into last year and just, I had, fell I had him space. on my top 10. I mean, in the lineup and the lineup he has to, yeah, if he stays healthy, he should produce. Yep. Uh, Matt Chapman, um, Blue Jays had an all-star a few times. He goes to a new team. He used to have a 340 on base, but the last two years he's barely been able to crack 300, um, just falling off. Um, the big one that I think that could put up monster numbers is Josh Donaldson going in the Yanks. Yeah. I think that he goes to a really good lineup. I just think that his age of 36 is probably why he's not going to make anyone's list. But Yeah, I think the big potential. thing for him is similar to Rendon, I guess, with Mondesi. They got to they gotta play. If they're not on the field, not doing you any good. No. Um, but, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, I still am a big fan of Rendon. I think I had him ninth on my list. So. Um, kind of expecting if he, like I said, if he plays, he's going to hit. It's just I have a hard time believing that Rendon, um, is 
as bad as he was last year. Maybe he's taking a step back, but he was really bad last year. Uh, the thing about Rendon, though, I think he has a weird stat about him where he's only been over 100 RBIs in his career twice, and one time was exactly 100. He had the monster season in 2019 where he had 126. That's the year they won the World Series, maybe, 2019. But, I mean, his his best homer year was that year with 34, and his next best is 25. So, and he's already 31, 32 years old, I think. So I don't, I don't know what to expect out of Rendon. He should, he should, yeah. yeah. I think, I think we, we remember the 2019 season when they won the World Series and he had a, a monster year. But his averages tell us that he's not that player. He's more of like a mid 20s guy with like 80 to 90 RBIs guy. But in that lineup with the with the Angels, if if those guys could all stay healthy, then who knows. And I, I could be wrong on this, and, and you guys correct me if I am. But he he was also he was always hovering around like high threes, four hundred OBP though, wasn't he? Oh, he had some over four hundreds, four three sixty nine career. If, yeah, so I mean, I think if he's pushing four hundred and he's hitting twenty five and driving in say eighty five or ninety, he's probably going to score a decent amount of runs. I think I still think he's that's that's pretty damn valuable, mm-hmm. especially in OBP leagues. Yep. But. You know, like with you know, touch base on Mondesi leading the league and so on bases. I mean, it's you look at Mondesi. What he 2018, he played in like seven, uh, 75 games. He had 14 homers and 32 RB, uh, 32 stolen bases. So I don't, whatever. I mean, he was on pace for freaking 30 and 60 or something like that. I don't think he's got 30 homer power, but it, it, you know, it, you proceed with caution with him because he's got a he's got a walk percentage below five for his career. And I think a strikeout percentage pushing thirty. So yeah, a career he's, he's, on base of two eighty three, man. You know, made out yeah. of glass. So he, he he's if he gets on base, he's gonna steal bases. But he's also never um, he's he's gonna crush you in a lot of things. Yep. Yep. He is. That's a really low on base and slugging. A career. And if I'm getting for some reason, I feel like uh, if I'm getting a third baseman, I kind of expected to be someone that has power. And yeah, if I'm getting yeah. a shortstop second baseman, I kind of wanted to have a little bit more speed. So I think he does carry oh, multiple short, positions. He has shortstop. He? he doesn't. Short, okay. But by the sounds of it, Bobby Witt probably will come up and he probably won't get shortstop. He's going to be the start third baseman from everything I've read. So um, who is? I was Montessi. Oh, Montessi will be the start and third baseman. Um, yeah. And I think I was going to say, no, somebody else from a, from a dynasty standpoint that, has got some potential, and you, you kind of – well, I don't hope he breaks out. I hope he just falls on his face. Uh, hey, so okay, hold on one second. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Sorry. You talking about the Royals still? No? I just want to ask Jerry's question. Who plays second base for the Royals, Jerry? Uh, Mary Moore. <laughs> Win Maryfield. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry for that. I just wanted to see, I just see who played second. No, we're good. I was going to mention is um, – he, he was a big time prospect coming up as Cabrian Hayes with Pittsburgh. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any faith in him doing anything great yeah, because it's Pittsburgh, really but the power's not there yet. But, you know, even if he gets, if he starts pushing around 20, you know, 20 homers and he can get around, you know, 15 stolen bases. I mean, there's going to be some value there. Uh, and he's still only 25. So he's a guy that, you know, if he has a kind of a breakout breakout season this year, maybe pushing the uh, top 10 uh, next year. I just have zero faith in anything Pittsburgh at the moment. I don't. Oh. I, I had um, O'Neill Cruz there, and like the power he has is incredible. But I just have zero faith in anyone in Pittsburgh doing anything at this point. So I, I agree. don't know that shit organization. Yep. I think um, one guy you touched on was Chapman. I think like he's had a couple like rough like averages years the last few years. But I think a change change of scenery is always a good thing, especially when you're kind of struggling at the plate for averages and just being in that Toronto lineup. I think we've seen what it can do to players, especially last year with semi and having a career year. So maybe that guy this year is Chapman. He he had a tank today too. I think. Did he? Yeah. Speaking of tanks. Hate to talk about a Red Sox player, but how about my boy? Bobby D. Bobby oh. D man. Mr. Spring. Hitting dingers. He's carrying over that one OPS he had in the final two seasons. I mean, final two months of last season. Yeah. So, uh, Dog, you got anything for us? 
Um, we got a trade grade, baby. And what we did was we didn't get any emails this week, so we went back to 2018. We went into our league, and I pulled up. I literally scrolled down. I went 10 from the top, and let's go back and look at a trade. And this one is a doozy. 2018? You got it, 2018. I can't even remember who was relevant back then. Yeah, well, here you go. Somebody got Noah Syndergaard, Thor, but he gave up A.J. Pollock. Jack Flaherty and Bo Bichette. Looking back, I would that, say that was the person hurt. who got Thor probably one million percent lost out. F that person being myself. Um, that I'm surprised you're still is. in the league, dude. Um, surprised you just didn't quit after just realizing what happened. I didn't even know I had Bo Bichette. <laughs> Did it wait? It's like didn't you breaking my heart right now. Didn't you name your firstborn son Bo? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know I had Bo Bichette on my team. <laughs> that one hurts, man. I mean, obviously we got a droppable guy in that list you just list. You said there's someone who be, should be dropping keeper league. Yeah, uh, the guy but, without a right arm. Exactly, but um, I mean, just Bo Bichette alone. I I, I mean, when's oh, the last time Simigard well, doing? pitch more than like 10 starts in a season was that probably that season 2018 did, where did he yeah, sign probably. did he sign with anaheim angels yep. yep he did yeah that's a bad one so we got our uh what would you give for grades in that one show uh, a plus for, for scotty too hottie and uh, an f f minus for the big dog so yeah really really fucked that one up would you would you kind of decrease Scotty Two Hotties grade knowing what he traded Boba Shett for. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that he went around and got guys that he dropped this year for them. I guess he got he got he got Bobby Witt, but he did like the big piece of it was Glaber. Glaber. Glaber, yeah. So he, he did get Bobby Witt, but uh, Yeah. You so, won that one, Scotty, but you usually hold on to prospects too long. The one you should have held on to, you didn't hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys uh, probably won't, you know, mention any secrets or nothing, but I'll say we we get our league draft on Friday. Um, looking forward to that. We're doing some prep this week. So, like I said, I thought we maybe touch base on that on Wednesday when we record, but I don't need to tell you guys who I'm going to, who I'm going after. So. I am going to do zero prep because my first draft pick, I think, is the fifth round, maybe. I think it's the fifth <laughs> round. And so there's zero chance I'm going to try to figure out who's available after 60 picks. There's no way. I'm yeah, I think the only one that I'm trying to figure out, because I think I, I don't have a first. I have a second, and then I don't have another pick to the fourth. So mm-hmm. um, I'll probably try to figure out who I may be able to target with that second rounder. But other than that, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, we're going to let the we're going to let the drinks do the do the picking for us um <laughs> i'll be having a nice i think i'll have a mix of some seltzers and uh natty lights going so they'll be making the picks for me so if anyone anything goes wrong you just blame them mm-hmm. <laughs> i i don't then, even uh, these guys don't know this i forgot to tell them are we're gonna have to bump wednesday's episode to record on thursday because i have a concert on wednesday um so it's gonna drop friday and then be back on track jesus christ what if we do it no. tuesday yeah well we can do it tuesday you want to do tuesday and, and release it thursday we will record tuesday it'll be back out again <laughs> thursday. scratch that and on that episode we will be touching you, base on our top 10 shortstops good list it's gonna be a good list i think it's gonna be but kev go i'm still here can you hear me i can't see you can't see uh, you. i can't see me either. can hear you so yeah, um, list of- any uh, any shout outs? Any any shout outs? We didn't we didn't get any shout outs mid show. You know what? I need to give a shout out. Yes. I love a shout out. You you know what, Kev? Don't give one, give like three. I need to give a shout out to Kate Lauren Gallant. <laughs> you know what? Doing this podcast, it's super fun for us, but it takes a strong woman. To allow us to do oh this, Jesus no, Christ! I, I know, what no, did no, you no, do? no, 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 Zach. What did you do? I agree because 
you know, to have, we need three strong wives. I mean, we're busy people. We have kids and we're just doing this for fun. It's not like we're getting anything out of it besides us just shooting the shit. So having a strong mom at home and a wife, Lydia, Kim, Katie, we, we really do appreciate you. Like, I mean, I don't, that's the biggest shout out we can give. For sure. And, and I'm not going to lie in the beginning, in the beginning, she was kind of like unsure of this whole thing, but I think she's starting to see, you know, the downloads and the followers and whatnot and starting to be like, oh shit. <laughs> and can you believe it? I want to hop on this train. $25 this week. $25 this week to the first person. We're not, we're not fucking around. Not fucking around. About a fucking spot with wings we haven't tried. I haven't tried. There's got to be some out here in the Portland area. They better yeah. be good, though. Don't well, just, like, do well, one that's, like, a, a shit wings that I'm, like, we're going to try. Or we're going to give them a bad grade, and then, like, their restaurant's probably going to, with all of our views, their restaurant's probably going to get run to the ground. Make it a good one. Help a It'd business be like out. Pizza, be, be like the pizza reviews, right? Yeah, well, it'll just be, like, main Boost wings. Sales. <laughs> Freaking right. Yeah, no, I, G, yeah, you know, I'm going to give you shit there. And ask you what you do. I figured you're in the doghouse for something, so you just no. wanted to. But uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, yeah, shout out. Like they have you. to listen to us. We're like, like so excited about this, and you know that we're like little, little school kids, and we like, oh yeah, guess what Zach said? Guess what Kev said? Oh yeah, this is great. And they have to fucking put up with us. So all the time. Shout out to these fucking wives yep. of ours. And the thing is, is not, the, the thing is, it's just not like two days a week when we record because. We're gonna we're gonna draft Friday. We're gonna get together Saturday. Although the girls are gonna be going to lunch or dinner, and we're gonna be watching the kids while they're gone. Mm-hmm. So it's the least I guess they could do is mm-hmm. deal with it for them going to dinner once a, once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which which wife do you think comes home the most drunk from dinner? Mine. <laughs> Why? <laughs> do you think because like she's a lightweight, Mine's or just because like, she's gonna get after it? I just, I, I don't know. Well, I, here's the thing. The, the big thing here is we get, they got to figure who's driving. That's going to factor in. That's hard. That's uh, hard. There's a thing called Uber down here. Yeah, we don't have that up here in Buckfield. so <laughs> They don't have to worry about but, that. So I think that that's a, that's a factor. Um, that is a factor. It all depends point. on who drives. But if, if neither one of them are driving, driving I don't know. I, I would just, I guess I'd put money on my wife. Although... All three of them can rip it up. Yeah, no, I mean it's not a it's not a lock. There's no doubt about no, it. No. If Katie comes back dancing, you know it's Katie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know if Kim comes back talking shit, you know it's Kim. Right. Know? I mean, it could be any of the three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see who's who's gonna be. But I'm really excited because, like we've like I said earlier, we've always done this just like at our own homes. It's gonna be fun to do this, record this next weekend in person. With for sure. some beers going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All It'll right. It'll be a thank- comedy show. Yep. Thank you, everybody. And we will be recording on Tuesday. Episode will drop on Thursday. So just like every other week, it will be just how you have it Thursday morning. Um, looking forward to hear from you guys. We'll be checking our emails. We'll be writing you guys. And also follow us on Twitter, please. Send in those wings, baby. Send in the wing restaurants. Got to hear from you. <laughs>